the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education. We don't need no control. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I'm your headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And I'm also joined, of course, in studio once again by our producer of Education Nation and my co-host, Mark Durkin. Well, hello, Rebecca. How are you this weekend? I am very good. Thank you. Absolutely. As things keep marching through the fall, it just gets, it just goes faster and Middle faster. of October already. I know. It's so Where's hard to it believe. Going? I know. <laughs> um, well, over the last few months, we have spent much time talking about the landmark Janus, or Janus decision in which the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that public sector workers who chose not to join unions may not be required to help pay for collective bargaining through so-called agency fees. And the majority for the court stated that forcing these workers to finance union activity violated the free speech rights of non-members, compelling them to subsidize private speech on matters of substantial public concern. And last week, we had Rebecca Friedrich, who's a 28-year-old public or 28-year public school teacher, um, on our show to discuss this. She was actually the first plaintiff in the court case that yes. was trying to bring down um, these fees. And then, uh, as we kind of talked about last week, uh, when... Um, it was a quite a civics lesson. I mean, just how these unions work, the national versus the state, really how many teachers love the local unions. Right. And uh, just to really hear kind of what's going on behind the scenes, where the money's going, what agendas it's really promoting. Rebecca really broke yeah. this down for us. Yeah, she really did. Well, as I mentioned earlier, Rebecca is a 28-year public school teacher who founded Four Kids and Country, a national movement of parents, teachers, students, faith leaders, and citizens uniting to restore our schools and culture. She's also appeared in print, on radio and television, in local and national outlets, and she's the host of a successful Prager University video on why teachers' unions attack school choice. And just recently, Rebecca penned a book entitled Standing Up to Goliath. It's a compilation of firsthand testimonies of teachers, parents, and kids abused by unions or policies pushed and funded by these same unions. Rebecca joins us by telephone in California to discuss her new book and the unions dividing and corrupting America's schools. Rebecca, thanks so much for joining us again this evening. Thank you for inviting me again. It's yes. a pleasure. Yeah, we have so much to talk about with you once again, even though we've already had you on once last week. Um, but we're going to just kind of jump right in where we left off. We'd like to ask you to summarize for our listeners some of the patterns of abuse that some of the teachers have experienced at the hands of the state and national unions. And what did the impact of being demoralized look like for these teachers as they sought to carry out their teaching duties? 
Now, this is such an important question. Um, the state and national teachers unions control teachers in what I call a culture of fear. And they use four psychological manipulations against teachers. Those are fear, intimidation, isolation, and ignorance. And the isolation and ignorance piece, um, just so your listeners understand, the unions have monopoly control over teacher email hmm. and teacher mailboxes. We're talking at the workplace. So if physical you or I wanted, right, they're yeah. physical mailboxes. Okay. So if you or I wanted to say pass out flyers to teachers in our district mm-hmm. and pl- put them into their little cubbies, oh no, 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 we're not allowed to do that. Only the union can do that. Really? Mm. So right. I mean, we can pay to mail things in the post office anybody can do that Mm -hmm. but if we you know don't like me i want to communicate to my teacher friends and i don't have the money to mail them all a letter you know Mm -hmm. i can't even stick a note in their box as their teacher friend if it's something the union doesn't like Mm -hmm. so these teachers only get to hear one side of the story unless they're out you know really digging to look for this stuff Mm -hmm. and most teachers are exhausted because the unions make sure that they bring in things like the common core and other uh, constantly controversial topics changing our uh, curriculum so constantly that teachers are exhausted and they can barely keep up Mm. so what's happened to the teaching profession is it's been completely degraded in my um, opinion Mm -hmm. but teachers are demoralized If you talk to teachers today, particularly public school teachers, many are completely demoralized. They can't figure out why discipline problems are so bad, why they can't get any support for those discipline problems, why we're teaching these, you know, lessons that are uh, particularly in the sex ed, horrific and child abuse. Um, And so many of our best teachers are leaving the profession, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and many are being chased out yeah. of the profession. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. many are let go without apology. Um, many are so severely harassed, like we talked last week about Aaron Benner, mm-hmm. so harassed that he left, and now he's at a private school. Mm-hmm. Great for that private school, but what about all those kids who really needed him in that right. public school? Right. And so then the unions try to replace these teachers with union activist teachers mm-hmm. who come in and push an agenda. So the reason our schools are underperforming and we have a teaching shortage in our states and and across our nation is the state and national teachers unions. They have caused these problems Hmm, in our schools. Mm -hmm. You know, Rebecca, several weeks ago, we did speak with uh, Kim Crockett here in Minnesota from the Center of the American Experiment. And she was adamant that here locally, the state's labor laws make it clear that employers and unions are in big trouble if they bully, discriminate, punish, or retaliate against teachers who choose to opt out of the state teachers union, Education Minnesota. Now, in your book, you speak of the severe bullying. I mean, that's really been kind of the theme of our our discussion with you the last two weeks, that teachers are enduring at the hands of the unions in which you, you call this culture of fear. I personally, I could see why teachers may be hesitant to opt out of unions out of fear that the bullying will continue even through the opt-out process. So if you would, and we've we've talked about this, and I think it's okay to keep repeating it, and we've had some examples here of uh, teachers and they're having to, to deal with this culture of fear, but I wanted to give this moment an opportunity for you to explain some other stories involving some of your colleagues that they've experienced at the hands of teachers' unions when it does come to this culture of fear. 
Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to do this. And particularly if you have teachers listening, God bless you, teachers, for um, for enduring. Uh, we're with you. And the first thing I ask of all of your listeners, whether they are, especially if they are faith leaders, parents, community leaders, uh, mature students, older students, please adopt teachers. Put your arms around them and love on them. They need you so desperately. They've been alone. They've been bullied for five decades by these state and national unions who claim to represent them, and they need to break free. They need um, uh, independence and to regain their authority and autonomy. So what happens to teachers who opt out of the union, this has been happening for decades, and um, I have predicted that it will get worse now that teachers can opt out and pay zero. They they don't have to pay anything anymore, uh, thank God. But here's how the unions react. They don't want to lose that money. That's all it comes down to. It's money and power. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they isolate those teachers who dare to opt out. Uh, We've been labeled free riders, union busters, anti-teacher, freeloader, Mm -hmm. you name it, the list goes on. Uh, Pawns of the wealthy 1%, all these things they label us for daring to opt out of paying an organization that is destroying our profession our schools and bringing harm to our students. Mm. So my first thing I would say to teachers is, please, please stand together Mm -hmm. and let's find the courage Mm -hmm. to do what's right Mm -hmm. for the kids. Mm -hmm. So um, our teacher colleagues um, have just, as, as I, you know, mentioned before, are so bullied in this culture of fear. The best way I can describe it do you remember the mean girls in the middle school clique? Mm-hmm. And they were just so mean to everybody. And if you didn't do what they <laughs> wanted, you, I mean, you'd get your hair pulled, you'd get spit. Oof. That's the state and national teachers unions. They're mm-hmm. the mean girls. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're ostracized and bullied and isolated by the mean girls, the unions, if we dare to opt out. Mm-hmm. So this is what, earlier we talked about how teachers love their local association, most right. teachers, because mm-hmm. their local stands with them, it's their friends. Mm-hmm. So here's what the unions have done. They've taught teachers to bully each other. Mm-hmm. They've used that fear and they've told teachers, look, if that teacher opts out, they're against, that teacher's against you. That teacher's not standing with you. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. And teachers need to see the lie for what it is. Mm-hmm. So I, my message to teachers is, Let's stop hurting each other, teachers. Mm -hmm. We need to stand together. We need to see through that. I know this hurts to hear, but we've been used. Mm -hmm. We've been used and abused to fund an agenda, a very hurtful agenda, Mm -hmm. behind our backs and against our will. And now they've come in and turned us against each other. Mm -hmm. So teachers need to stand together. And to the rest of your listeners, I I plead, we cannot do this alone. Mm -hmm. Teachers are bullied. At work, every single day, if you went to work every single day and were bullied by people you're paying, you'd have a hard time breaking free, too. A lot of us had a hard time saying Merry Christmas because you got bullied if you did it, right? Teachers are under that culture of fear. Mm -hmm. So I beg of your listeners, please adopt the teachers you know. Mm -hmm. Love on them. Mm -hmm. And I have a little program I call Adopt a Teacher where I ask you to employ the six E's. Embrace them. Educate them by giving them my book so they can learn all of this for themselves enlighten them, empathize with them, encourage them, and then empower them. Mm -hmm. Empower them to break free from the abuse and get out of these unions and go local only. 
Yeah, yeah, good advice, good advice. Say, Rebecca, another topic that you have made no bones about is the very graphic sex ed in our public schools. And there's been a normalizing of different types of sex that maybe most families or all families might not agree with. And that's happening as education, quote unquote, for small children and the pushing of gender identity curriculum as well at early preschool ages. So in addition to these disturbing curriculums, can you share in detail what schools are teaching children also about abortion and how national and state teachers unions are the ones pushing this into our schools and our legislators with union dues money? Yeah, sure. And again, teachers, I know it's really hard to, to hear this, but if you go on to NEA.org or your local state dot org dot whatever dot com and look at their resolutions documents or their new business items for each year you will see you will discover that it is the state and national teachers unions who are not only funding but pushing these dangerous sex ed um, lessons including normalizing anal and oral sex for little kids in mm. our classrooms mm. and telling teachers we have to teach this. So and if we don't teach it, if we don't teach it, if we say, I'm not going to teach that, that's child abuse, they say, fine, we'll bring in the experts. And then Planned Parenthood comes in and does it. Mm. Our unions work hand-in-hand with Planned Parenthood, uh, a group called Gelson, Gay, Lesbian, Straight um, Education Network, uh, and a whole bunch of other politically driven organizations to bring a sexual agenda into our schools. Mm. Um, but it's teachers who are funding it, and they have no idea. They're, they're horrified by these I'm lessons, sure. and they're funding it. Yeah. So um, last time we talked, I, I uh, broke down our dues structure, mm-hmm. uh, that most of the money that teachers pay uh, to the unions go to the state and national. Sometimes it's 70, 80, sometimes as much as 90% of a teacher's mm-hmm. dues go to state and national. This is how they use That's it. That's how they fund it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You asked specifically about the abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak specifically to California. Um, we teachers in California are now required to teach children, instruct them on how and where to obtain birth control. So we have to teach them, here's all your local wow. Planned Parenthood. We have to give them the address, teach them how to get there. Really? And Yes, and we have to teach them that they have the right, not only do they have the right to have sex, but they have the right to obtain birth control, including the morning after pill, including abortions. And wow. we have to tell the children that they have this right without parental knowledge, And without parental permission, we have to tell them if your parents try to find out, we cannot tell them that you had this done. And get this, in California, this is from age 12. Oh, my goodness. These are little children. This is embedded in the Mm -hmm. law here. Mm -hmm. My guess is in Minnesota, it's very similar because your state has similar type of legislature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So a, a, a girl could go to school in the morning be taken by school officials to obtain an abortion. You pick her up in the afternoon, you have no idea your daughter's gone through an abortion. And lest you think that this doesn't impact the boys, what if you're the boy who impregnated that girl? Now you're both living with this secret shame. Right. This leads to all kinds of addiction. It leads to lifelong depression. It, it, it's, it's all kinds of stuff. Not to mention a direct attack on our religious liberties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll shift gears here a little bit, though, because we want to make sure that we spend at least the last 10 minutes talking about the promotion of your book. But before we do that, 
You were certainly ecstatic over the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling in Janus back in June, and it's a case we've covered extensively and recently, and we discussed how teachers were able to opt out of the unions uh, just in that very narrow window at the end of September. But you have a word of caution for people as the unions are pushing back on this decision. In fact, the pushback began during your case in 2016 with something called the Friedrichs Fix. Would you explain for our listeners what the pushback involved in your case and how specifically our unions are going to be pushing back in light of the Janus ruling? Sure. I'm glad you asked. This is so important. So the Friedrichs fix started while my case was working its way through the United States Supreme Court, and it had three parts. Part one was the unions were pushing our California state legislature, and by the way, they've pushed this in multiple states, uh, likely in yours as well. Um, And they were insisting that the unions get if, if Rebecca Friedrichs wins her case, we need 30 minutes uninterrupted with every uh, employee in a union workplace. We need 30 minutes on the taxpayer time and taxpayer dime, so during the workday, to tell them all about the benefits of the union. <laughs> and no one else, no outside organization can come and tell them the benefits of their organization, <laughs> only right. the union. That is now law. Mm-hmm. That is now law in the state of California. And I know in the state of Washington, I don't know whether it is in your state or not. Mm -hmm. The second part of the Friedrichs fix was the unions insisted on getting the personal contact information of anyone in a union shop. So if you have a job that's unionized, even if you're not in the union, they want your personal contact information updated quarterly, regularly, I don't know, every three or four months, only for the unions. No one else can get this information. Mm -hmm. They were able to make that passed here in California, that is now law. Unbelievable. Um, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And then the, the worst one, and believe it or not, this is in my book too, Justice Sotomayor actually spoke about this one from the bench during my oral arguments. If employees, according to the unions, if employees don't want to pay dues, let's say Rebecca Friedrichs wins, or now that Mark Janice won, mm-hmm. if they don't want to pay these dues, they don't want to be members and pay nothing, then the taxpayer has to fund the dues for them. So in Hmm. other words, the unions are saying we're entitled to this money, whether we earn it or not, whether the employee wants to pay us or not, we're entitled to it. We get it all. Thank God that's not a a law yet, but I wouldn't put it past them. The the last thing that I'd like to bring up is during the Janus oral arguments, the unions actually made a threat, and that was letting everyone know that, look, the only reason that, that there's labor peace and that there aren't strikes all over the place is because we're getting these forced dues, forced fees. If you take away these forced fees, then you better watch out. There's going to be untold unrest across the country. So beware. The reason there are increased teacher strikes across the country is because the teachers unions are throwing a major two-year-old temper tantrum mm-hmm. and trying to get money. Mm-hmm. Note the looks on the faces of the teachers. They'll put activists in the front of the strike. They hire people to come strike. And then you have mortified teachers in all throughout the background who don't even want to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know one teacher that wants to hold a picket sign. Mm-hmm. It's a big farce. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how they're fighting back. That mm-hmm. and other things. Mm-hmm. That and very short opt-out periods. That's another one that we have here right. in the yep. state of Minnesota. One week uh, yep. to opt out. Ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. Well, after your case at the Supreme Court deadlocked to the 4-4 vote, you remain determined to push back against the unions. With the creation of your organization for kids and country, how do you envision this national movement of parents, teachers, students, faith leaders, and citizens uniting to restore our schools and culture? 
Well, as, as you now know, state and national teachers unions have divided everyone. Mm-hmm. They've divided us politically in our nation. Um, they've divided us on monetary levels. They've divided us by color. Uh, and they've divided us in our schools, divided teachers from, from administrators, administrators from parents. We're all divided. Parents mm-hmm. go and speak at a school board meeting. They get abused and bullied. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. So what I envision is exposing the dividers, exposing the oppressors, the bullies, the state and national teachers unions, and helping teachers to stop funding them. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the only way our nation can heal. Mm-hmm. If we can mm-hmm. take those billions away from the bullies, then, hey, if they have personal donors who want to donate to their whatever they're doing, that more power to them. It's a free country. Mm-hmm. But quit stealing it and right. lying to mm-hmm. teachers. So if we can stop the teachers from funding this stuff and other public sector employees, we mm-hmm. can heal our nation. So what I envision is a nationwide movement called for kids and country mm-hmm. to bring teachers, parents, students, community members, and faith leaders back together again. The church really is the, the core. If, mm-hmm. if the church would stand together, with this, we could heal this. Mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so our For Kids and Country team of volunteers, we have just a small, amazing team of passionate volunteers. We're working literally 24-7 to educate people on the extremely destructive force that is state and national teachers unions and on the sex ed and all this other stuff and that the unions are behind it to help people to understand that those unions are literally the root cause of the degradation of our schools and our culture. So I'm hoping that people will take this seriously and also take seriously the call to action of adopting teachers Mm -hmm. so that we can give teachers the knowledge, support, and courage to stand together, to reclaim authority of our schools and our profession. Um, Teachers, as I mentioned before, you can stand together, we can stand with you to break free uh, decertify state and national unions, and then you can reorganize as a local-only association. And we'd love to stand with you. I tell teachers, look, you're worried about you're going to lose your pension? That's a lie. You're worried that your uh, whole contract is going to get messed up if you break free of state and national? That's a lie. Your contract is between your local and your district. And so don't believe the lies anymore, teachers. Mm-hmm. We want to come behind you. Teachers, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can have your, you know, united front and your pension and all of that stuff just break free of these state national unions because they are destroying our schools and our culture. So that's our goal is to stand together. It's a great goal. It's a great goal. You know, in speaking about your book, uh, Standing Up to Goliath, what do you hope is the biggest takeaway from the book? You know, I hope people learn that we can save our schools overnight without spending any additional money or hiring any more quote-unquote experts <laughs> if we can get state and national unions out of our schools completely. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all we have to do. Mm-hmm. That's been a big trend of hiring the experts in the districts across the nation. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of yep. mo- money being made there. Mm-hmm. Yep, you've got a lot of money being made yep. and a lot of dues being paid. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Rebecca, what do you hope parents will specifically learn from the book? So that was the big take, the biggest takeaway from the book, but specifically for parents, what do you hope that they will yeah. learn from the book? Yeah, bless our parents. Parents, I want you to know you've been purposely cut out of our schools. You've been undermined, silenced, attacked, marginalized, and you have been denied your parental rights. Why? because state and national unions have taken control over our schools at every level. 
And I'm really sorry to tell you, parents, but the state and national unions bullied the PTA at the state and national level and have taken them over as well. So if you're in a local PTA, you're working your tail off, you're doing amazing things, you're wonderful, you're loving, you're doing the right things for the kids. The dues you're sending up to the state and national are being spent on this agenda too, Mm -hmm. and you are being used. They're telling you that school choice is bad because they don't want teachers to go to school choice situations because then they don't pay dues to the union. So we have to help to, to see that parents are also being used Mm -hmm. to really bring destruction to our schools and our culture. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, you know, that's my hope is that Mm -hmm. parents will see that, that standing together, we really can't, we really can, um, heal our schools Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important point that parents need to be active in this process um, understanding really what's happening behind the scenes so that they can make a bigger impact as a group of parents. Um, say earlier yeah. you were talking about um, what teachers can do and what they, as far as if they want to opt out of the union and their fears that they might be having. I wanted to just share with our listeners that there is a website called Educate MN Teachers. Educate Minnesota Teachers, and you can go onto that website and learn more about what your options are if you do decide you want to opt out of the union. So that's an important website for the people here in Minnesota. Yeah, I think it's called Educated Teachers MN. Thank you. Oh, you corrected Educated me. Teachers Educated MN. Educated Teachers yeah. MN. Educated Teachers MN. Okay, thank you very much. It's mm-hmm. an important, mm-hmm. important Great website. website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important. You know, we did touch and talk a little bit, Rebecca, or a lot actually, about the state and the national teachers' unions and how they conduct themselves. Is there anything um, maybe that we've left out today in regards to what you feel that readers would be surprised to learn about both the state and the national teachers' unions? And if not, if you could just maybe highlight again uh, some of those uh, those core behaviors uh, that you've recognized uh over over the years, just to, again, remind our listeners. Yeah, I'm glad you asked, because what unions have done is, you know, 100 years ago, the unions did some really good things. And so the, the name union has a good name, has a good, people feel good about union. But uh, the state and national teachers unions and the current uh, government unions, they're not what they claim to be. And they don't represent the values, the needs, the desires and wishes of most teachers at all or employees at all. They're really these massive political organizations that are using the apple pie image of teachers and kids and the dues of Mm -hmm. teachers to fund a divisive, one-sided political agenda. And they really are bringing great harm to our schools and our families. Um, You know, we talked about teachers love their local association. Teachers, I, I hear you. Your local is probably great, nice people standing together, but we need to break free from these state and national unions. Um, and, and I think teachers will be surprised to learn that they have had that right all along, mm-hmm. that they can stand together, 51% of them stand together in an association. They can break free of the state and national and keep their local. Go local only, teachers, and I'm hoping that you'll do that. Mm-hmm. Great advice. So finally, Rebecca, can you share with us um, how – teachers and families can pre-order your book? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Yes, <laughs> and pre-orders. Uh, folks don't, often don't understand the importance of pre-orders. They want to wait till the book comes out. I cannot 
you know, emphasize the importance of pre-orders because if I can get higher pre-orders, then I can get the attention of national media and help to get all of these stories out there mm-hmm. to educate and so we can restore our, our schools. Um, so they can order my book today at Amazon.com okay. or BarnesandNoble.com. Okay. And then if there's anyone who wants to take on a massive Adopt-a-Teacher campaign, adopt all the teachers in your church, in Excellent. your synagogue. They can go to BulkBooks.com. Well, Rebecca, we are so grateful to have had you on the show these last two weeks, and we hope that our listeners will go purchase your book right away and that they will listen to our podcast at ednation.org, ednation.org, or we can be found on Facebook at Education Nation Radio or Twitter, Ed Nation uh, on Minnesota. Thanks for joining us. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.